the social introvert. And they've canceled people that are more powerful than me. They canceled J.K. Rowling. My God, J.K. Rowling wrote all the Harry Potter books by herself. She sold so many books, the Bible worries about her. <laughs> and they canceled her because she said in an interview, and this is not exactly what she said, but effectually, she said, gender was a fact. And then the trans community got mad as shit. They started calling her a turf. I didn't even know what the fuck that was. But I know that trans people make up words to win arguments. <laughs> so I looked it up. TERF is an acronym. Stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminists. This is a real thing. This is a group of women that hate transgender. They don't hate transgender women, but they look at trans women the way these blacks might look at blackface. It offends them. Like, this bitch is doing an impression of me. I got the ratchet on me. Yeah. I got the cash upon me. Yeah. The devil is matrimony. Yeah. I got the package on me. Yeah. I got the ratchet on me. Yeah. I got the cash upon me. Yeah. The devil is matrimony. Yeah. I got the package on me. Yeah. I got the ratchet on me. Yeah. I got the cash upon me. Yeah. The devil is matrimony. Yeah. Uh, graveyard shifts kept agars when we play ball, stay lost. Stay lost. Uh, serve raw eight balls, pray yourself for lost that they lost. They lost. Uh, Smoke, they might just choke from fire. They cause, they cause. Uh, I don't trust broke niggas. I don't trust no niggas. Why? Cause they froze. Uh, I fly, take off. Uh, no layoffs. Uh, y'all some numbskulls. Y'all play dumb like y'all some bumps. Like y'all some bumps. Like y'all some chumps. Like I won't turn up. Call some chaos. Ain't no capes. Won't no one come to help us save y'all. Y'all all stay off. Y'all all stay off. I won. They lost. Why run? They saw. Got me the package and got me a ratchet and got me some cash. Got me some cash. I'm stacking and stacking of coppers is coming. Then Welcome back to another episode of the Social Introvert Podcast. I'm your host, Sid Davis. This is episode 429. You can find this show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. I also have other social media handles. If you want to follow me on the podcast page on Instagram, it's at the Social Introvert Podcast. Twitter is at Social Intro Pod. You can also find me on TikTok at Isid Davis. And I'm over at the BYNK Radio TikTok page. That's at BYNK Radio. That's a brand new track from an artist out of Philly by the name of Nova. The song is called Package. And I've been listening to Nova, I want to say since the top of this year. I haven't heard of him before. I just know that he was out of Philly and I wanted to check him out. And I was was pleasantly surprised by his sound. And I'm, I'm digging it. So I'll be on the lookout to see what EP or what album he drops maybe before the end of the year or maybe at first or second quarter of 2023 again that's called package by nova so uh let's get into this this freddie gibbs triple s soul sold separately long awaited highly anticipated and i'll go and say this right this album is incredible it is it, it truly is great i feel i feel as if Freddie is struggling still, not in the sense of his 
artistry, but struggling in a sense of, yo, you're not naming me amongst like the greats. You can hear it in his voice too. It's almost like I'm putting out consistent work. I'm showing up to these freestyles and, and killing it every time. It's almost like it feels throughout this album. There's a bit of sadness going on. And what I mean by that is, I'm not sure if it's actually sadness, but sadness from a standpoint of he's finally arrived at a point that he always wanted to get to. Like, he's here. Freddie went from being signed with Jeezy to being damn near, I guess you call black, I guess if you want to call it blackballed. I feel like he was blackballed at one point. And he just worked his way up. He went to the underground got his core fan base and then still kept it to the point where he's like, Hey, I'm versatile and I'm still going to do the sound that I'm used to. He stuck with that. And over time just became this name that a lot of other artists, especially from not artists, but uh, from, from listeners when they were like, yo man, that yo gangster gives bro. Like you ever heard of him? Like check out that pinata, check out that bandana Yo, that, that Alfredo album with the Alchemist is hard to check that out. And he's he's finally got to this point where he's he's basically an artist who can basically do no wrong. He is everything that he's done. I have not heard one bad thing from someone who enjoys listening to Gibbs. They're satisfied with the work that he's putting out. And, you know, that's basically that's all that need to be said. But. The sadness portion comes from him. I want to say, yeah, like I said, he's finally arrived, but at the same time, it's almost as unfulfilled. Like, hey, I'm here now, but it still doesn't feel any different. You know what I'm saying? With the bullshit that I'm dealing with, you can go back to the days of him beefing with Jeezy, and that was the thing. And now he's been retracting a lot of shit like that. Like, hit the beef between him and Jeezy was his fault. Like he's being accountable for his actions. Cause now he knows ain't, ain't nobody got no time for that. But now that he's arrived and he's at where he's supposed to be, this beef with Benny, the butcher just is, is out of nowhere. And it's like, well, what the fuck? So it's a lot of that. There's a lot of that type of emotion on the album. And then at the same time, he seems to, uh, pretty much go back into his childhood a lot like how he grew up what he was doing in his adolescence and not as it in a way of like bragging about it but somewhat being apologetic to himself like damn like I really you know I fucked up early on in my life and if I was you know on the right path who knows how much sooner I could have gotten to you know, doing what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of that going on throughout this album. A lot of self-reflection, a lot of, you know, looking in the mirror, who am I type of thing. And I think it's awesome. And it reminds me a lot of what Scarface does on his albums. Because Scarface, storytelling, talking about other people's lives and stuff like that. But Scarface has always done a lot of self-reflection throughout his discography. This same, this album feels the same. It, it reminds me of a Scarface album. Ironically enough, the final song on this album features Scarface. A very heartfelt, 
verse. Like any, <laughs> don't get me started with Scarface. Jesus Christ, I can sit here all day and talk about him. But uh, it's it's a lot of stuff reflecting throughout Triple S. Soul sold separately. Check it out. It's available on all music streaming platforms. I think when he was gearing up to drop this project, in my head I was thinking that he had put out a list of producers that he was working with while he was doing this album. And when I saw that list, I was like, he's about to go fucking crazy. <laughs> he's just going to be rapping. I thought it was going to be a lot like the Freddie album where he linked up with Kenny Beats and he was just spazzing on these on these songs. Not so much. There's a lot of introspection on Triple S. Check it out. It's an incredible album. I highly recommend it. And I I don't know. A lot of people seem to, oh, it's a classic. And I'm like, "Ah, you might want to chill. Like the album just dropped. It ain't been a full weekend. Relax. So, yeah. Shout out to Freddie Gibbs. Um, I still think the beef between him and Benny the Butcher is so dumb and i just i want it to go away i really do because i'm sitting here like how in the fuck does this happen like where where did this come from you know what i'm saying they collabed on alfredo that was a really cool song and out of nowhere this this beef just is like i I, i'm confused that's all i can say i am confused so, real quick, we're going to get into some new music. This is from an artist by the name of Sidibe. S-I-D-I-B-E. And I've listened to Sidibe uh, for a while now. I like her a lot. And I don't know. Like I'm wondering if she's getting ready to drop an album, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. She Her last album was in 2016. So this new single is titled Everywhere You Go. I'm I'm pretty sure she has something coming. Who knows? I don't know. But anyways, check this new single out from Bay. Once again, it's titled Everywhere You Go. Check it out. The Social Introvert.
Once again, that is everywhere you go by Sidibay. It's available on all music streaming platforms. Go check it out. She is such a dope artist. I had a I had a message sent to me on Instagram from I maybe they were a listener. I don't know, or they were taking their chance. Hey, I'm I'm willing to take it all in. Hey, if you're a first time listener or you're that that listener that's around for a consistent basis, I appreciate it. Really quick, give me that five star rating on Spotify. Give me that five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment. Give me your feedback. Like, come on, support me. Support the show. Let me know what you think of the show or wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be iHeartRadio, whether it be uh, Podcastle, uh, Podcast Addict, doesn't matter. Send me your feedback. Send me your thoughts, whatever you, what's on your mind. Once again, send questions to the Social Introvert Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I was on Instagram and... I came across this message and someone sent me asking, hey, why do you always promote female R&B artists? Basically saying that it seems as if that I always promote them more than I promote the guys. And they were saying that was different because, you know, if you're a guy, you're going to go out of your way and just, you know, guys who listen to like hip hop, for instance, we're always just going to talk about the guys that are rapping, heavily male-dominated, right? And I guess to them, they thought the fact that I listen to R&B, that I'm going to heavily promote the guys, which logically, it, it makes sense. But listen, I've said this before. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it again. The female's kicking y'all ass in his R&B shit. <laughs> I joke. I'm just joking because there are some amazing male R&B artists, but from me looking up on Bandcamp to YouTube to Spotify through Tidal, uh, what what else? It, through even as simple as Instagram ads, like how my ad- algorithm is set up, excuse me, and Twitter, I'm popping up on a lot of the female artists. That's what's showing up on my algorithm and they sound great so i'm like oh shit this is awesome they have an ep out pretty good oh man they have an album great and i'm gonna put it out there for i guess anyone that's complaining about there is no good music or r&b is dead or whatnot that's not me sitting here saying that i think the dudes are trash it's just it's been a while since i heard from k forest it's been a while since I heard from Sayari, the kid, even though he kind of drops here and there. It's not, I don't really see it heavily promoted like that. Um, Tori Lane's just dropped an album, you know, but Tori likes, Tori's a hybrid. He He's a chameleon, uh, so to speak. I don't know. There, I don't, I don't know. Raheem Devon, he, he, draw, he takes his time with his albums. It's been a while since we heard from Ro James. Sir's getting ready to drop an album. So it's a lot of these guys that I don't hear much from. Elijah Waters is killing it with the R&B features. I don't know if he's coming out with an album soon or not. Aaron Ray just dropped an album. There are some guys out there, okay? But the reason why I heavily promote these female R&B singers is because they are out there. And it's, it's on a... 
consistent basis. It's on a consistent basis. Like uh, Joya Moy dropped a pro- uh, not project, but dropped a single featuring uh, Elijah Waters, and I played it on his podcast. And come to turn around, uh, what she just dropped an album called "What's Around the Corner" side A. I haven't listened to it yet. I will definitely be listening to that. But yeah, like these women are killing it, bro. R&B wise, they are fucking killing it. So that's why I heavily promote them. I don't listen to Tempest a lot, but Tempest and Naomi Wild dropped a single together. Great song. Um, I'm not the biggest Kaylani fan. Kaylani's killing shit. 070 Shake. I don't even know if I want to call Shake an R&B artist. No, she's not R&B. Like, Shake is one of those. She's one of them ones that's like you have to look out for in the years to come because she is incredible. But yeah, y'all get what I'm saying. I just that's that's my answer. There's a lot of these women in R&B that are fucking incredible, and I like them. Um, they they have the singing chops. Uh, I think they'll be around for a very long time. And last but not least, they look good. So that's another one, too. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, anyway, that answers my question. Uh, another album that dropped or actually it, it's um, it's a couple that dropped Fair Exchange, No Robbery by Nicholas Craven and Boldy James. I haven't checked it out yet, but it's just been sitting there and I will be listening to that. Um, apparently King Louie is back with a new album called Life with Louie. It's been a while. That's one of my favorite drill rappers. Uh, it's been a while since I heard from him. Um, I Am Sue dropped a single, Ecstasy, which is this pop rock artist. A, uh, correction, a black pop rock artist. Let me add that in there. A black pop rock artist. Awesome sound. Uh, he dropped an album titled Misery. Um... Who else? It's been a lot that's dropped. Puma Blue, one of my favorite artists. Puma Blue is one of those other ones that's like, he's, to me, he's a hybrid. It's soft rock. I can't even, I'm not even about to sit here and describe it. Fuck it. Puma Blue dropped a a new single called Hounds. Sounds incredible. Drum. Drum apparently changed his name from Shelly FKA Drum just back to drum so i think he should have kept it as shelly i just i think that's a cool name and i just shelly fka drum is just cool to me and um there's been a lot of other projects that dropped billy woods dropped a project bronze nazareth that's that for the hip-hop the boom bap heads um it's just a lot of good shit that dropped and this has been an awesome year for for music this has been an incredible year for music Really, I Tory Lane saying that it, this year has been mid is kind of confusing to me. I don't get it. I'm I'm not understanding that. I, I don't get it. And speaking of Tory, he did drop an album called Sorry for What over the weekend. Sorry for What is currently number one across all genres right now. It's number one. Apparently, this is an artist who was clearly blackballed and canceled and just this whole guilty until proven innocent thing was just thrown on him like it was just apparent like yeah he shot meg 
no one listened to his music. The album apparently is hidden in the algorithm. Like, you can't even find it, really. And yet, Tory Lane seems to be number one. And I sat and listened to the album. It's 20 tracks, as long as hell. Uh, <laughs> but I don't care. I'm a Tory fan. This album is awesome. Tory Lanez knows what to fucking do when it comes to putting a song together, how to structure a song. If there's a switch up, he knows how. It there was a there was a point where artists would rap over a beat. That's like the first half, and then the second half would come in. For example, Jay Z on In My Lifetime Volume One rapped on A Million and One Questions. There's a second half to a million and one questions. Okay, cool switch up. He's rapping on a different beat. The the evolution of rappers rapping on one beat and then it just it just switches. It sounds incredible. Like the the progression of sound throughout the years is is such an improvement. The the transitions from the first half of one song, and this is if any of the songs have two different beats. What Tori does on his album is kind of like how a DJ does whenever he's mixing a song and he has something else fading in as the previous sound is fading out. That's what happens on this album. And it sounds amazing. For instance, there's a song on here called... Oh, let me go to it really quick. Let me go to it, man. Um... Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I was just listening to Dom Kennedy. <laughs> Shout out to Dom. Um, I was listening to Not Tricking slash Black, uh, excuse me, Black Keys. I can't talk. Just listen to that. And then on top of that, go back. Well, when you listen to the album, of course, start it from the top, obviously from track one. Sorry for what. And then the transition from that into LV Belt. It's one full track. It sounds great. Um, YDS. And then there's a song on here. Yeah, YDS slash Iggy Del Del Dia. I don't know if that's like referencing Iggy Azalea. There are some rumors going around that he's dating Iggy. I don't know how true that is. Don't care necessarily. She's annoying. Uh, (laughs) And let me see. There's some more joints on here. Any more slash fuckboy intentions. That's probably my favorite one. The transition from any more to fuckboy intentions sound great. And then the other song, uh, I think the song after that, Red Casamigos. Basically, Tory Lanez is sorry for what sounds great. He has officially proven that it's possible to do this shit without the system. And it got me hype. It, it put a battery in my back. Um, it made me feel good because for the longest time throughout this genre, you know, people feel like they need to go knock down uh, the doors of a label and just it's almost they're on their knees like a fucking beggar with uh, a cup of change saying, hey, give me a deal. Give me a deal. Blah, blah, blah. Like support me. Put me through artist development. And this dude in the midst of of a trial coming up, the the bullshit that's still on him, apparently he's canceled or whatnot, I don't know, he seems to be number one right now across all genres, and 
out of all the projects that I listened to this weekend, he has the best one. Besides Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs being one, Tory being number two. And that's not me trying to downplay Tory's album. They equally sound the same. But uh, yeah, Tory knows what the fuck to do when it comes to crafting an album, the sequencing of an album, and the structuring of a song. He does a damn good job of it. So I was watching an interview with Jordan Peterson and Piers Morgan. And Twitter decided that it was cool to poke fun and laugh at Jordan Peterson because um, he got teary-eyed during the interview about um, the men of society, the young men, and um, how men as a whole are treated, you know. Piers Morgan is a person that I really do not like. I strongly dislike this man. I don't know what it is. Something about him just, ugh. He gives me the ick. I don't like Piers Morgan. I want you to listen to a little bit of this clip. It's not long. And whatever you think of Jordan Peterson, who gives a shit? But uh, just check this out. The film director, Olivia Wilde, has a new movie out, which she says is based on you, this insane man, this pseudo-intellectual hero to the incel community. Incel being these weirdo loner men. Uh, who are you know, despicable in many ways. Is that you? Are you the intellectual hero to these people? Sure. Why not? You know, um, people have been after me for a long time by because I've been speaking to disaffected young men. You know, what a terrible thing to do that is. I thought the marginalized were supposed to have a voice. It's making you emotional to talk about it. Well, God, you know, it's very difficult to understand how demoralized people are. And certainly many young men are in that category. And you get these casual insults, these these incels. What does it mean? It's like, well, these men, they're, they don't know how to make themselves attractive to women who are very picky and good for them. Women, like, be picky. That's, that's your gift, man. Demand high standards from your men. Fair enough. But all these men who are alienated, it's like, they're lonesome and 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 they don't know what to do and everyone piles abuse on them. When she said that, Olivia Wilde, it, it stung you, didn't it? I saw the Oh, reaction. by that time, you know, that as far as as criti- critiques go, that was kind of low level. I mean, once I got painted as Red Skull, you know, magical super Nazi, that was kind of the end of the insults. There's no place past that. So when Olivia Wilde made those comments, the first thing I did was go look at the preview for her movie, which I quite liked. I thought I would go see that movie probably, and perhaps I will. It didn't really bother me. My, my family and I talked about it right away, and we were able to respond to it with some degree of humor, which <laughs> then people completely misunderstood. I said I hoped that, you know, that if I had to be played by someone, he's a very good-looking man, and so that seems all right, you know. And then I said something like, I hope he gets my... my uh, fashion style choice right when he (laughs) plays me and it was a joke all that was a joke so the problem with this is jordan peterson is being interviewed by a person who is a part of the problem so to speak and with twitter making fun of this man for crying and being vulnerable and showing some emotion he's not crying because he was kicked off of, you know, Twitter and not kicked off of Twitter. 
he deleted his Twitter because of the onslaught of people coming at him. He's not crying because of that. He's crying out of empathy. He's crying out of anger. Jordan Peterson is a person who gives a damn. You can tell. Jordan Peterson is a person who, for some reason, and he doesn't have to do it, is putting the weight of the damn world on his shoulders. And it's almost like he's chosen to be the person to speak on certain things and not be afraid to speak on them because no one else will. And that's just my two cents on it. I don't give a shit. Y'all can sit here and say, well, the, the, the white man, this and white man, that just, I don't give a shit about that. Jordan Peterson, for the most part, has spoke on um, what, you know, what white men deal with, what black men deal with, like all types of different men, um, you know, from the hood, the ghetto. He speaks on that. Yes, he is a white man. And you're probably saying, what is he doing speaking on that? He's very knowledgeable and he knows what he's talking about. And he's not coming from a place of the guys, like specifically black men. He's not coming from a place of down talking them. He's coming from a place like, hey, if you're in this environment, what the fuck do you expect to happen? Like, what do you really expect to happen? Of course, these things will take place. The crimes of Chicago, people, you know, these these young men killing each other because of the environment that was built, the the generation prior to that that didn't do what it was supposed to do to tell these young men that this was not okay and we need to find other solutions uh, that the government is shit that <laughs> there's been secret workings of the government doing these things to young black men and i'm not saying that what they're doing is correct is just hell what do you do when you're in a fucked up environment like that things go awry things go a little topsy-turvy Shit turns upside down. What do you do? Of course shit is going to go batshit crazy. That's the place where he's speaking from. He's never came out and slandered anybody. Well, maybe except for when, you know, the 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 topic of feminism, I would say. this The new wave of feminism, whatever we want to call I don't know what to fucking call it today. He has come out and spoke his piece about it. But yeah, he clearly teared up off of empathy and what he's feeling like you take taking on a role like that takes a toll mentally on you it takes a toll on your body this man is up there in age so i'm pretty sure is weighing on him even more than we realize it's just that hey we're looking at him because he's put himself in that position and it's not a thing of him wanting to quit because he doesn't want to it's just no matter what I'm going to make sure my message gets out. I'm sick and tired of also hearing people outside of men. Well, there's some men that do that shit too. Uh, but they'll, they'll say that, oh, you need to open up. You need to be more emotional. You need to blah, 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 whatever. And the moment that happens, they are ridiculed and shamed and just like treat is like you're treated like the most disgusting pile of throw up on the ground because you may have teared up or you may have cried about something because you feel that passionate about something. I'm sick and tired of it. No wonder why men are quiet. No wonder why men kind of 
stay to themselves. You know, there are certain mediums like gaming and all that other shit, YouTube, Twitch. And unfortunately, it's like, well, damn, as soon as we get into a certain space where men can kind of be men without being judged and shit like that, and we're in a certain space, it it, it becomes mainstream for some odd reason, and everybody else wants to come in and try to give their two cents and try to move the goalpost and change fucking rules. Like, I, I don't like that shit. So, no wonder why men are like especially more than ever they're kind of closed off they want to be isolated they want to be left the fuck alone that's all that it is and it seems like you will not leave us the fuck alone (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it's i don't know Um, i'm not trying to use this entire episode as a, a, a venting moment because i feel like this you know for the longest time i feel like damn I think I'm by myself on this. I don't want nobody to think I'm like weird or crazy. And then when you stumble upon others that feel that way, it's like, it's like a big sigh. Like, yes, a sigh of relief, basically. But it's the weight of the world is off your shoulders. You you feel like, okay, I'm not the only one that thinks like this. I don't know. It's just, you feel weird because you speak on it and other people are kind of just quiet and they don't say anything like... They don't notice what's wrong. And I I think deep down they really do. They're just afraid to say something about it. That's really what it is at the end of the day. That's what I think. Real quick, one more thing before I get into some uh, more music. Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg are gearing up to drop a collaborative album. This has been in the works for a minute. Um, The album is titled Missionary. Listen, I know this is a play on Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style album, but... Please change the name. It is. It sounds terrible. And people are like, oh man, you tripping, man. This is this is the sequel to Doggy Style. And it's just like, you're not going to do what you did on Doggy Style. I'm sorry. I listen to Doggy... <laughs> excuse me. I listen to Doggy Style, what, every other month? And I'm like, this may be the greatest hip-hop album ever <laughs> ever made you know what i'm saying this might be the best shit ever besides illmatic and reasonable i'm like doggy style is up there y'all can sit there and not include it on your list but that album is fucking crazy but this new album that dr dre and snoop are reuniting on called missionary eh, we'll see and it's dropping soon it drops in november I don't know if this is, listen, back on Death Row dropped a couple months ago, and I know it was advertised as Snoop Dogg linking up with this legendary West Coast producer. The West Coast producer ended up being Battle Cat, I believe, and the album, I like back on Death Row, but the production, not all of that was produced by DJ Battle Cat. I know a Battle Cat beat when I hear it. It may have been like two, maybe three, probably not even three, probably no more than two beats on that album that were produced by Battle Cat. And I heard a couple of Hit Boy production on there and some other beats. And I'm like, this ain't like West West type shit. Like, like where's the Battle Cat shit at? I was under the impression that this album was going to be entirely produced by Battle Cat. It, 
it was reminiscent, or at least I thought it was going to be reminiscent of the Snoop Dogg and Damn Funk album, Seven Days of Funk. Short album, but Damn Funk is producing the entire thing. Like He's involved with the entire album. But we'll see when this Missionary album drops. I, I, I don't know, dude, at all. <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Anyway, um, let's get to some more new music. So, Drum has a new single out. He has two new singles out. And I'm going to play my favorite one out of the two. And it's called Wham! And (laughs) you'll see why I said Wham! like that. It's Wham! So, here we go. This is Wham! by Drum. Check it out. The Social Introvert. Once again, that's Wham! by Drum. Excuse me. Wham! It's available on all music streaming platforms. Go check it out. I've been singing that song since it came out, and I can't stop singing it. And it's it's stuck in my head, and it's annoying. But I really, really love that song. Hurry up, man, and drop that next album, Drum. So, uh, before I dip out, one more story that I have. This is about Lupe Fiasco, who proclaims... The Cool is his best album by saying, I'm not bullshitting. This is an article off of Hip Hop DX. Lupe Fiasco has hit another career milestone as his second album, Lupe Fiasco's The Cool, was just officially certified platinum by the RIAA for sales of more than a million units. Released on December 18th, 2007, the Chicago lyricist's critically acclaimed LP spawned the hit single, Superstar featuring Matthew Santos 
and includes fan favorites Hip Hop Saved My Life, Little Weapon, Paris Tokyo, and Dumb It Down. Almost 15 years after hitting shelves, The Cool has given Lupe his first ever platinum plaque for an album which he told fans last month, which was on September 1st, was something he always wanted to achieve for his team. I just got my first platinum album of my career, The Cool. He tweeted, always wanted one of these for the team. He ended his tweet with a nod to late West Coast rapper Nipsey Hussle writing, The Marathon Continues. Let me see. Speaking to Hip Hop DX, Lupe Fiasco explained why the cool reaching platinum status is particularly meaningful and where he ranks the album among amongst the rest of his catalog. Hip Hop puts a lot into sales and certifications. So to achieve this milestone is great. It's just one of those things I've always wanted. The only thing that I hadn't achieved in rap or in hip hop. I've sold millions of records. I have platinum singles and multi-platinum singles, which is superstar. The show goes on and all that stuff. So I've had platinum plaques, but I never had a platinum album. Food and Liquor's gold. Lasers is gold. Food and Liquor 2 is gold, but I've never had a platinum record. So for me... It just solidifies my presence in the space and it puts me in a new kind of category. What makes the achievement even more special for Lupe is the fact that he crossed the million mark during the streaming era, which he uses as a benchmark for relevance. As far as he ranks the cool in his discography, Lupe crowned it his best and used sales to justify his position. Where would I rank it? It's my number one selling record, he told DX. I'm going to start doing that. Whatever sold the most is the best. <laughs> That's just easy, right? Who had album of the year? Whoever sold the most records. Cool. We're done here. The cool sold the most records, so that's the number one record. After being given the opportunity to recant his statement on the basis, he might have been being facetious. Lupe doubled down on his stance. Listen, I'm not bullshit. Number one. It's number one. Then asked to rank his entire discography, Lupe said the order in which he races catalog is based on the affirmation sales figures rationale. It's easy peasy, clean, efficient, he said. It's very MIT of me to do that. It's clinical and scientific. By this logic, the rapper's most recent album, Drill Music in Zion, is his worst rated album being it's only been out for a few months. It hasn't had long to bulk up its stats. Yeah, it would be the worst, Lupe acknowledged. Fuck no. Oh no. Relax. <laughs> Relax, bro. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm not going to tell him no duh. Anybody that I talk to when we get into the discussion of Lupe Fiasco, when we get to the cool, it's like, oh yeah, th that's the one. And we never go off of how many records he sold or... You know what I'm saying? Is it's just the sequencing of that album. Like you go from food and liquor, right? Incredible album already. Like that's we don't even need to get into food and liquor. You follow it up with the cool, and you're like what? What the fuck? Like people had to be in the know about Lupe Fiasco, like I, to really remember. Like when we got food and liquor, we we're like, this is awesome. But of course, we get that that sophomore slump thing or the sophomore talks is like can can he uh can he do it again and he does it again arguably better because people still debate food or liquor um food and liquor or the cool 
and it's like a back and forth thing. But to me, there is no contest in that. The cool is spectacular. And that's not even my favorite album of his discography. Not since we got Tetsuo in Youth and Drill Music in Zion. Now it's a toss up. Which is better? Food or liquor? I keep saying food or liquor. Food and liquor, The Cool, Tetsuo in Youth, or Drill Music in Zion. I listened to Drill Music in Zion one time and I said, Welcome back. <laughs> Not to say that Lupe fell off, but. When we got the news that he was working on an album, he was going to finish it in in 72 hours, and it was entirely produced by Soundtrack, the original producer that was responsible for Food and Liquor, we're like, okay, what's he about to do? And then we get it, and people may say what they want, they can feel the way that they feel because lasers came out and they won't get over it, but... Drill music in Zion is to me right up there with Westside Boogie's album of this year and Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Drill music in Zion is up there sonically and lyrically. And he recorded the bitch with a $100 mic and GarageBand, which a lot of artists are doing that. But to hear Lupe, they're like, what is Lupe doing? recording an album through garage band and like you're supposed to be using pro tools man like you big time like what are you doing you know that's going through someone's head but as a casual listener you're like oh well why not through pro tools and you know they, they try to get real technical on the top of the line shit but if you're a hip-hop head and you're like hip-hop to the death like this recording with whatever type of mic no matter if it cost uh, $30 or actually under $100 and you're recording that bitch on Cool Edit Pro or GarageBand or Audacity, that is hip-hop. We're like, yeah, we're going to make that shit work regardless of what type of equipment we have. So, yeah, um, Drill Music in Zion right now arguably is uh, my favorite and I believe to be the best so far in his discography because... I thought it was Drogus Wave, but we we ended up with this one, and this album is stellar. But I will say the cool uh, is regarded universally his best album. Yeah, shout out to Lupe. Um, can't wait to see what else he drops um, in 2023. Maybe he'll probably take a he probably chilling. He ain't gonna drop till 2024. Maybe who knows. <laughs> But anyway, um, with that being said, that wraps this episode up for me. Thank you for listening to episode 429 of the Social Introvert Podcast. Real quick, shout out to the John Effect Podcast. Shout out to 12 Kyle Podcast, Reasonable Ignorance, Ignorant Philosophy, Conversation Con Artists, The Drunken Nights. Shout out to Saturdays with Chicken Duck, Brunch with Besties. And, of course, I can't forget about the BYNK family. Shout out to Cole Jackson. Cole Jackson is the host of Thursday Night Lights. Thursday Night Lights is a radio show that is powered by BYNK Radio. And it's live every Thursday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time. Make sure you tune in. Tune in. 
such a dope ass radio show. Uh, the Sid Davis radio show is coming sooner than we think. My timing was off and I was like, man, I might not be able to get this shit on, you know, up to par until 2023. But no, it's coming sooner than that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's move on for that. Think I'm thinking around the holidays. Preferably, I would love it for to be the holidays. Like, I, I'll get into that later. That's something I'll, I'll talk about that next week when we get kind of like mid October ish or the end of October, you'll hear my reason why of like my hype or not even my hype or how I feel around the holidays. So, and it's, it's not so sad or, or dreary and, and gloomy. Like most people well, not even gloomy because gloomy is sort of like, okay, but you know, a lot of people say, oh man, and I'm always sad around the holidays like that. And me, the way that I am, I'm, I'll talk about it next week, whatever. And <laughs> shout out to Rain Coleman, who's the host of the Carefree Black Nerd podcast. Shout out to Whitney, Janae, and Rose, the artist, the host and co-host of the Sex with Friends podcast. And last but not least, shout out to Rob Immortal. He is one of our BYNK blog content creators i'm also a blog content creator you can go to bynkradio.net go to the lifestyle section scroll down to you see social introvert and with that being said see you guys thursday real quick throughout the month of october every thursday you will see a review or you'll get to hear it not see you'll see it and then you'll tap it and you'll listen to it you'll get to hear a review of the Halloween franchise from me, from Halloween 1978, 2018, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends. Um, Halloween Ends might be a little late. I'm not sure. Probably not even late. Hopefully, I'll get to drop it very, very, very soon after you know, you know, I watch the film, and I don't want it to go past the first week of November. Let's just put it like that. Um, let me see. Matter of fact, as I'm looking, Halloween ends comes out mid October, like the middle, yeah, somewhere like the middle of the month. Um, so yeah, I got more than enough time to you know watch it, get it in, and and put it out there and have it out on time. Now I said this last week, the new Hellraiser comes out October seventh. Possibly, I will possibly talk about it on this podcast, probably the first week of November to kind of squeeze in a, a bonus Halloween episode. Um, I'm not really worried about it. Um, I'm sick and tired of reboots and remakes and requels and whatever you want to call them. This looks great. This looks shot very, very well, but we'll see if I watch it and I don't like it. I'm not reviewing it, but we'll see. But anyway, um, yeah, every single Thursday of this month, you will get a review from me on the Halloween franchise. So be on the lookout for that. Hope you guys enjoy it. And if it gets hot, if it pops, if it's lit out this bitch, I might start a horror movie podcast like strictly horror. We'll see. But anyways, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.
the social introvert. I'ma do it if I got to. Oh yeah, do my thistle when I'm out through. Oh yeah, trap jumping like a drive through. Oh yeah, top two and I'm not two. Oh yeah, if it's smoke, you don't want that. Oh yeah, get them high off a of contact. Oh yeah, if you want it, then we got that. Oh yeah, if you want it, then we got that. Oh yeah, hotter, hotter than a sauna. Oh yeah, going anywhere I wanna. Oh yeah, and I'm blowing marijuana. Oh yeah, double rice at Benihana. Oh yeah, my check got commas. Oh yeah, staying way up out the drama. Oh yeah, wanna hustle, wanna grind her. Oh yeah, in the bay where you find us. Oh yeah. This is easy, you don't gotta make it tough. Yeah, I made meals, but the meals ain't enough. Yeah, I seen a deal, but the deal ain't enough. Steph Curry Rich, you could tell him keep the luck. Hey, you could keep it like the change. So much love, it'd be hard to see the hate. Trizzle on the beat, he just put me on skates. Shine no light, cause the chain had me wait. it if I got to. Oh yeah, do my thizzle when I'm out through. Oh yeah, trap jumping like a drive through. Oh yeah, top two and I'm not two. Oh yeah, if it's smoke, you don't want that. Oh yeah, get them high off a of contact. Oh yeah, if you want it, then we got that. Oh yeah, if you want it, then we got that. Oh yeah. Okay, time to double down. I'ma do it for my city, cause they love the sound. How I'm five packs in, still underground. I guess I'm going too dumb, let me dumb it down. Ain't no gang like the one I'm with. I can't stop, no, I can't quit. Light hit the ice on my neck and wrist. Ten years later, this the thanks I get. Hey, they on the net making stories up. But I'm still at my best, feeling glorious. Sooty man do it big like Notorious. Laker gang still at the parade with the Warriors. Cause the wave undeniable. Even when the drought hit, I supply it though. I'ma do it for the bay, the entire coast. Matter of fact, the whole world, that's how high it goes. I'ma do it if I got to. Oh yeah, do my thizzle when I'm out. Right yeah, trap jumping like a drive through. Oh yeah.